welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. We hope this resource helps keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equips you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another Restoration Church Life Podcast. This is Nathan, and I am sitting here with... Katie. Katie, and you're gonna, we're going to spend some time learning about Katie and what Katie has done and what Katie's getting ready to do. And you Restoration Church listeners, uh, what she's doing is going to have an effect, uh, is connected to some of the stuff that we have been working with and working on. And so uh, to get us started so you can uh, understand who Katie is, Katie, where have you been living the last five, six, seven, how many years has it been? Uh, I moved here about four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago. And what did you, why did you move here? Uh, shortly out of undergrad, I uh, committed to go on staff with Campus Outreach. Okay. Uh, I was a student at Elon University where God just changed my life a ton in my college years. And I figured you know, instead of getting a normal business job, why not use this window of time to minister to college students? Good. So uh, I remember Obama's re-election day was my first day in the city. Oh, wow. Which is ironic because I hate yeah. politics. So <laughs> I wondered what on earth I was getting myself into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had... A lot of nerves and fears about moving to DC, but uh, yeah, looking back, it's been a year of mm-hmm. or several years of just the Lord yeah. doing great things yeah. in me and around me, and it's been a joy. So let's back up a little bit. Tell, give us the brief story of how you came, how Christ came to know you. Yeah, uh, so I was uh, fortunate enough to be raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Um, always grew up knowing and believing the gospel. Not exactly sure when I became a Christian, mm-hmm. but it probably would be youth group camp around summer after sixth grade. Great. Uh, honestly, though, I did live kind of as a Pharisee throughout yeah. middle school and high school, yeah. uh, and especially my senior year of high school, yeah. I was just pursuing a lot of empty things yeah. so that I was so thirsty that yeah. by the time I started uh, college my freshman year, yeah. uh, God just used a lot of circumstances to draw me close to himself. So, yeah, college was very transformative. Yeah, yeah. so that, that was at Elon? Yes. That was at Elon. And you came to D.C. to be part of campus outreach, mm-hmm. and so Restoration Church listeners, that's where the... Transition comes while we're talking to her. We're moving in the Bechtels to come do campus outreach at American University. And so Restoration Church listeners, you'll get to hear another podcast about that. But Katie, you've been doing campus outreach for the last four and a half years. So tell, inform Restoration Church listeners what CO is and what you've been doing in relation to it. Yeah, uh, we really do three main things. Uh, evangelism, discipleship, and partnering with the church. Uh I'll just expand on those briefly. Mm-hmm. Evangelism, uh, just verbally sharing the gospel. Yeah. Um, lots of investigative Bible studies, whether that's through the gospel of Mark or maybe mm-hmm. on a certain topic that would be interesting to college students. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to find creative entry, entry ways that yeah. for people who might not just show up to a Bible study. Right. So it's evangelism. Um, and then we do uh, retreats and conferences and weekly meetings that we're purposely planning for non-Christians to come to, and we're, we're trying not to use lots of Christian jargon so yeah. that they can feel welcome. Good. Uh, discipleship is... Uh, just the normal, uh, growing to look more like, more like Jesus, going deep. Yeah. Um, just the basics of teaching college students how to yeah. read and study the Bible, how to pray, uh, how to m- make decisions about dating and friends in a yeah. godly way. Yeah, uh, the the relationship part of that is a big one. Um, I know for me, like having someone who was a little bit older that was both a, a friend and mentor figure yeah. was huge. Yeah. Um, and the third thing is just folding all back into the church. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to do that. Just someone's senior year of college, when they're getting ready to get head into the real world, we mm-hmm. see that being part of the church is God's normal plan for Christian growth, and so we want our freshmen and mm-hmm. anyone at any stage uh, yeah. just to to see the bigger picture of the church and walking with God in that way. It's a beautiful vision, which is 
why we're excited about uh, Owen and Sarah and who knows who else will come and join them um, and work at the campus of American University and bring people into Restoration Church. And uh, you've done a little bit of work at American University, but uh, most of your work has been on what campus? George Washington. George Washington. Mm -hmm. And how is that helpful, informative for you? What kinds of experiences? What was that like? What kinds of things should should you be communicating to our church about what they should expect for Owen and Sarah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think uh, the biggest, I guess, temptation or, or downfall of ministry on a college campus, uh, it can be really discouraging, mm. which sounds kind of backwards because... You know, from the outside, you see fruit, mm. uh, but you don't see all the relational output. Yeah. So I think just loving Owen and Sarah well, welcoming them, being friends with them, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah asking how the ministry's going, yeah. kind of volunteering yourself that, hey, I've got free time where I can meet up with college students yeah. coming alongside them yeah. uh, will be a huge blessing so that they feel uh, like they're on a team rather than yeah. just, you know, kind yeah. of out there on their own. Were you, and did you go to GW when... CO had already begun, or were you at the ground floor? Uh, I was kind of the second wave of getting okay. it going. They had okay. been around for about two years, okay. um, but we hadn't seen the class graduate. There was a lot that we were still kind of a fledgling okay. organization. Yeah. So you're somewhat familiar with what Owen and Sarah are walking into from mm -hmm. coming in at the ground floor at AU. Yeah. yeah. As we speak with Katie, there's kind of a bridge here. So there's a reason why, actually another reason why we wanted to talk to Katie and expose her to you guys, Restoration Church. Katie had some time and some experiences as a CEO partner that is now helpful to uh, foray her into her next phase of life, which you, all of you listeners will find interesting. So what is it you've, you, we understand what you have been doing. Yep. How is that connected to what you're about to do? Yeah. Um, so my freshman and sophomore year, I lived in a dorm on campus that was mostly international students. Yeah. I got randomly air quotes around that. Yeah. Assignment. We know that was Acts 17, 26. Go read it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, uh, as I was growing a ton in my faith, uh -huh. I also had a lot of friendships with non-Christians from all around the world. Mm. And so that combination together was really powerful, yeah. where I had a unique where, unique opportunity to make Disciples All Nations literally from my dorm room. Mm. Didn't see a, a ton of fruit in terms of conversions or anything, mm. but the Lord just did a lot in, in my own heart uh, mm -hmm. to want to kind of go outside my own culture yeah. in that. And yeah. um, I thought about going overseas for missions type work right out of, after graduating. Mm -hmm. But the advice that I got from people was that it would be wiser to just, you know, stay in, in the States for a while to kind of learn how to be a grown-up on my own yeah. uh, before. Yep. I think I would have been going kind of pridefully in my own strength at that point. Right. But then about two years ago, I realized, okay, I'm, I want to make the next thing after Campus Outreach staff be missions-related, whether yeah. that's working a business job, that was my degree, yeah. um, or a more clearly missions-focused kind of thing. Um, so about two years ago, um, I did an investigative trip to a family in Central Asia, their mm -hmm. missionaries there. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much I just helped babysit their kids while they got in some extra language learning hours. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Ryan and Elizabeth, if you guys mm -hmm. are familiar yep, with them. Yep, yep. Uh, you should know who Ryan and Elizabeth is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah they should. Uh, yeah, so just nothing glamorous, but uh, that was it was good to walk away from that experience realizing, huh, I hopped on a plane, yeah. went to a Muslim country yep. during Ramadan, yeah. and it didn't totally freak me out. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nothing magical or mystical happened in terms yeah. of God's will or anything like that being revealed, but right. I realized, okay, I want to keep pointing myself in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Off you are. Off so right. in one month, where are you going? Uh, I'll be heading to Central Asia. Yeah. Uh, For how long? Uh, it's a two-year commitment. That's a that's something that our church, actually, every, every single time somebody puts something in the offerings, one of our 
pieces of our budget, of our Restoration Church's budget, goes towards funding the international so that people, Katie, there's people like you. Do you know how many journeymen there are? Uh, I think about 100 of us. So like 100 of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a two-year commitment. Mm-hmm. And how much money did you have to spend time raising? Zero hours, zero dollars. There you go. So you are fully funded. Yep. Because of one tiny little church like ours and a bunch of others, you know, thousands, literally thousands of others putting a little bit in the pot, and then you can go there and share the gospel for at least a couple years, yeah. maybe longer. Okay. And so is that opportunity open, or, uh, open to all kinds of people, or is it just like really special elite Christians? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> Any any Christian. Are you a special elite Christian, <laughs> no, Katie? No, no. I've uh. been confessing sin like nobody's business the past three days. <laughs> it's been bad, uh, but good. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. What a great opportunity that you have to go there. And so, guys, that's why we wanted to interview Katie. And so uh, let's take the next few minutes just to talk about the area. So the area that you're going to, Katie, is an area that our church is familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have done work there. We support work there. Yeah, we do quite a number of things. And so that's why we wanted to expose you to them, to our church, so that they can be more familiar. Because the reality is we're going to see your name and hear your name a lot. And we'll probably see you, those that go over to visit them. Yeah, come on over. Come for a visit. Yes, and we're coming. There's So those that are listening to this, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll probably be aware of at least two trips this year. So uh, get ready if you're interested. And you can go over and see Katie face-to-face. And so, Katie, what kinds of work are you going to do over there? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, um, so my sort of reason for being there to make sense in the community will be uh, working for an education nonprofit for refugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, this city has had the population double in the past couple of years just mm-hmm. with all the persecution and mm-hmm. political instability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, working with refugees, that'll be maybe 15 to 20 hours a week, um, mm-hmm. purposely freeing myself up so that I can spend, especially the first year, doing a lot of hours language learning, yeah, yeah. Um, knowing that. I want to be able to share the gospel with them in yep. their heart language. Yep. Um, yep. There might be some English speakers, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in the younger generation. Yep. Um, but lots of hours language learning. Uh, there's no official school for that, but I'll just have a tutor. Okay. And then uh, a lot of just relational evangelism, building relationships, whether that's mm-hmm. in the marketplaces or mealtimes are really big. Mm-hmm. So lots of enjoying meals and then afterwards just drinking chai and sitting and lingering and yeah. asking questions, getting to know them, find, trying to find bridges to the gospel. Um, and you're going over there to, to minister to a particular people group, but there's mm-hmm. other people groups over there that are unreached, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, So is it your hope to meet with them as well? Yeah, so it's one of those things. I just think of um, in Genesis uh, with Joseph and his story about what uh, man meant for evil, God yeah, meant for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another people group that previously had been not just un- unreached, but unengaged, unengaged yeah, unreached. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of most think now like, gypsies or someone who are living kind of off in a separate village and it's hard to even have a relationship with them that people group unfortunately because of persecution has you know now living in the city Mm -hmm. uh they're even looked down upon by the mainstream that's there um but yeah they just they need the gospel yeah they live right there yeah i'll share the gospel with anyone who will listen to me yeah yeah and i had uh some a few of us went over and spent the time with the people you're talking about Mm -hmm. and uh yeah they're even like you said unreached unengaged and uh we were able to have so many conversations in a short amount of time with them. And I think it's in part because yeah. they're so shunned even by the dominant people group there. Yeah. So, Which, as a Christian, we know that everyone is made in God's image. So right. I'm not going to discriminate in yes, any of that. You know? Yes, so. yeah. So, yeah, sweet people, wonderful culture. Is there anything that you're maybe intimidated about in going over there? Ooh, um, yeah, I think I just I don't have a romanticized view of it. I know that... Spiritual warfare will probably kick up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
it's uh, it's a developing country, so there's yeah. the, the conveniences of yeah. living in a first world society. I'm just gonna have to count as loss. Uh, yeah. For sure, we'll miss family and friends. Mm, yeah, um, sure. But I think it's been neat to look back on uh, when I moved from uh, North Carolina to DC. Mm-hmm. I just saw God be very faithful, yeah, and it yeah. was the same God, the same Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah. So going there, I just have that same confidence yeah. in the Lord. So no. what might you want to say to, so Restoration Church has a lot of people in your age bracket yeah. that have good degrees just like you have, yeah, yeah. and not everybody, Yeah. Uh, not everybody should go, not everybody should do what you're doing, Right. but for maybe those that maybe even just have a somewhat of an inkling to do something like this, what might you say hmm. to them? Yeah, well I think just as you read the Bible, uh, try to take off the American lens, or the, the American dream uh, lens that we naturally read the Bible with as you yeah. read it. Um, and just open yourself up to what if I did go overseas. Mm. Doing a short-term trip like I did was really helpful. Mm. Um, even just showing showing up and um, yeah. yeah, having relationships with missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what else? Yeah, doing a short-term trip is great. Yeah. Building relationships with people unlike you now, mm. whether that's just someone who has a really different personality or do, culture. You can do this work here, especially in D.C. Yeah, you'd like yeah. Find, a, find an international student from American University, get yeah. to know them and yeah. understand their worldview. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think knowing that I'm, I'm really excited to partner with Restoration and have yeah. your prayers and yeah. fellowship and encouragement yeah. really means a lot to me that I'm yeah. not just going randomly on my own, but I'm very yeah. much being yeah. sent out. Yeah. means a ton. So yeah. if you pray for the work that's going there, shoot an email to me and other team members saying that. and. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be really encouraged by that. Well, that so that's a good foray into to the next question of prayer requests, so ways that we can be in prayer for you. Obviously, language learning, mm-hmm. kind of those cultural shock things, kind of just transitioning from one to the other, Yeah, you know, missing home, those yeah. kinds of things. Spiritual warfare, you mentioned that. Yeah. Anything else that we can be in prayer for for you about? Uh, you pretty much covered it. I think the, the theme verse that I'm viewing it through is just in Ecclesiastes where it says there's a time to plant and a mm. time to pick up what is planted. Mm. Uh, the next couple of months will be me being kind of plucked up from where I have been planted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely needing God's grace in that. Yeah. And then uh, just pray that I would plant well yeah. relationally there. And Yeah, and one of the things that we do, Restoration Church, that we try to really uh, work hard at, we see, we've see we been seeing through the book of Philippians, is how Paul is really encouraged by the local church in Philippi, mm-hmm. and then how he's encouraged by all these other work, these like workers that came, like Epaphroditus, yeah. and how he's going to send people back to... Yeah. Uh, to Philippi, although he's sitting there in prison. And so there's this kind of giving and taking of people that were really encouraging to Paul in the work of planting. Yeah. And so we want to serve you, Katie, as and the others that are there that we know, uh, to, to not even just help you in the work of, you know, making Christ known, but just to encourage you in the mm-hmm. work. And so that's one of the reasons we go, you know, especially, I'm, I'm guessing a year from now, you're gonna, it'd be nice to see some friendly faces, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's another reason, yet another reason to go. But ultimately, and Katie, here's my, here's the, uh, the kind of softball question for you. Okay. So knock it out of the park. Are you ready? Here it comes. Okay. So why do you want to do this? We've talked about what you're doing. Yeah. So why do this? Yeah. I mean, uh, wouldn't it be easier to live the American dream? And not that it's wrong to stay here. I just want right, to be clear right. about that. No, but, it uh, So why do this? I mean, the gospel is a short answer, but mm-hmm. expanding on that, um, these people, uh, Specifically, with their Muslim belief, they are are living a life based on good works, mm. where they think that um, at the final judgment day, yeah. they are hoping that Allah will have mercy on them mm. because they've done enough good works. Yeah. I remember explaining to one woman there, like, mm. no, the good news of the gospel is that you don't have to 
cross your fingers and work hard and try hard mm -hmm. and hope that it'll turn out in your favor. Like yeah. the fact that Jesus was punished in our place on the cross and he mm -hmm. rose again from the dead mm -hmm. is full proof that all of that punishment for our sin has been doled out on Jesus yes. and that I can rest in the finished work of Christ. Yeah. Um, so yeah, knowing that Islam is just this, this dominating oppressive mm -hmm. thing there. Mm -hmm. um, just Romans 10, just this, this chain of effects of like, well, I want people to, to, to hear the, yes. the good news, but how will they hear unless, yes. um, yeah, someone is sent. Yes. I want to be that someone that is sent to, yeah. to tell them. Amen. And Restoration Church, you are sent too. And so may you go share the good news just like Katie is doing. And so, uh, on this email, or we'll send an email out. So I know that you, you mentioned about potentially having maybe a, a Kurdish meal before you leave. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully you'll be hearing something about that. We'll send an email out about that. Yep. And, uh, we'll mention these prayer requests too. Um, and so Katie, thank you for your work and thank you for what you're doing. Uh, we love our brother and sister and all that they're doing. And so just to know that you, and there's another girl going with you. Yes. Yeah, which exactly. is going to be huge for you. Yes. Sort of similar stage of life, right? Yes. We'll be pretty much attached at the hip because yeah. to, for me to take a cab alone is yeah, not acceptable. But when you have the chaperone effect of me with another girl, yeah. it's socially acceptable. So, so what yeah. a great encouragement that will be to you, each other, to have yes. her with you. <laughs> and also to, you know, our sister who we love. I know she's going to love having some female companionship yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Especially um, baby number three. She's, yes, baby number three. Got a yes. lot going on. Got a lot of zone defense going on. So, uh, well, good. Well, Katie, we thank God for your life, for your ministry, and we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you a lot in the coming yeah. years. Thank you, guys. So, I'm excited uh, to just get to know y'all's church family better. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Restoration Church, please be in prayer for Katie. And uh, for those of you interested, be in looking out for an email. Uh, come talk to Joey or myself about the upcoming trips over there. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Restoration Church Life Podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.